Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're now on Red Circle as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and the Five Reasons YouTube channel. You can also... Find a lot of our work on fivereasonsports.com. Make sure you spell that out. We have lots of great sponsors. Going to tell you about two of them real quick before we start. Our fantasy sponsor, of course, is Prize Picks. Use that code five F I V E. Get your initial deposit matched up to hundred dollars. Lots of people are putting down deposits lately in front of the NFL's Wild Card Weekends. Maybe the only reason to watch the Dolphin game coming up on Sunday with no Tua. So go to Prize Picks. Use the code five F I V E. Get that initial deposit matched up to hundred dollars. Also, we mentioned our friend Nelson over at Mobile C Arm and Staffing Services. You can go to his website to fill it out, c-armandstaffing.com. That's c-armandstaffing.com. What do they do? They rent C-arm equipment on a short and long-term basis to hospital, surgery centers, chiropractic offices, and pain management offices. Nelson's a huge Heat fan, so you can talk to him about that as well. 561-891-9620. That's 561-891-9620. Go to www.c-armandstaffing.com. And now... Today's episode with special guest, Norris Cole. Down to this gang. Yay. Uh, five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop in one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome back to the latest episode of Five on the Floor. Welcome back an old friend here. He's been on here. He's going to be on a little bit more consistently with us going forward. Where in the world is Norris Cole? That's the game we play here. We've also got Alex Toledo. I know where he's at. I can see the shrubbery in the backyard in Hialeah. Uh, Norris, you are not in Hialeah. Where are you? No, I am not. I am in Grand Rapids, Michigan right now. <laughs> what is the single best thing to do in Grand, Ra- Grand Rapids, Michigan? Uh, take naps. <laughs> <laughs> I'll you, know take what that of? you know what that reminds <laughs> me of i remember and you probably remember, the finals in okc uh and uh, i remember Dwayne getting asked at a press conference like what he does in oklahoma city and he said i watch movies that's 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 what he said he did i i got in trouble in okc because i tweeted that if they won the championship against you guys that year they would have a parade down one street uh basically that's not not right that's not right well everywhere is not miami everywhere is not i I understand but i mean bricktown only goes so far man like it's that you go and then you you hit mantles you turn around you go the other i used to see bosh and everybody else at mantles all the time there's only like four places to go so uh they didn't like that very much (laughs) yeah no it's not it's actually pretty cool up here it's um nice midwestern city but you know me i'm low maintenance i don't do much anyway Um, yeah i I know my favorite hobby I know Cleveland state. All right. So let's, let's get to it. Um, Norris is going to be with us here 
a little bit going forward. I will also mention energy cubes as we go forward to, he'll tell you a little bit about that and what he's doing. I want to get straight uh, to the Miami heat right now. And, and here's what I want to touch on. Cause this is hot with everybody. And you just actually saw it for the first time. Uh, but this has been a difficult season for the heat. I mean, there's not, I mean, 22 and 20 is not acceptable. Not, not after you, you, you know, the, the nature of, of where they've been. Um, and, uh, and, and what is expected with the organization. Right. And so 22 and 20 after winning the East last year, last year, they were 26 and 15 at the, at the halfway point this year, they were uh, basically five games behind that. And then we see some frustration boil over yesterday in a win uh, against OKC, but Dwayne Dedman gets at it with, with Eric Spolstra. Uh, it's pretty clear. It's the two of them going at it. Ultimately uh, Dedman throws as he's leaving the court after an ejection, uh, he throws a massage gun. And Eric characterized it as a normal Tuesday night with the Miami Heat. I, I know some stuff. There was <laughs> there were some battles there. A lot of them didn't happen in front of us, though, during the Big Three era. Like, how common is that? Where is the point where it goes from being healthy to being unhealthy? I guess that would be the question. Um, I mean, every team is different. I would say whenever it becomes more about the individual instead of solving the problem, and about the team, that's when it becomes unhealthy. And so that could mean two separate extremes, you know. But as long as it's about the team, as long as it's about winning, then I, I think it's healthy, even though it may look, you know, extreme to the outside world, you know, inside the locker room. As long as it's about the team, as long as it's about solving the actual issue, then it's okay. You know, the moment it becomes personal, that's when it kind of becomes unacceptable. I'm going to let Alex jump in on, on this in a second, but on this specifically, it, it's what you say, if it's about individual instead of a team. And again, we don't know exactly what the circumstances were, but it seemed right, to right. come after three blown coverages and three baskets that were led to typically if it's over playing time, not team oriented, right? If it's, if it's, if it's over not taking responsibility for something, cause I, I want to take you back to one. Okay. Uh -huh. Before Alex jumps in here, uh, Indiana game four, 2012, uh, second round. I was sitting uh, catty corner courtside in Indiana. Dwayne was struggling. Right. Spo got angry at him, I think, for not getting back on defense. It escalated a little bit on the sidelines. UD stepped in. There was a lot of talk about it. Uh, and then Dwayne and LeBron went nuclear the rest of that playoff series without Chris, and you guys ended up advancing. Uh, right. was that situation in your view, was that healthy Because those two guys have known each other for so long, even at that point, you know, Eric had been coaching him for four or five seasons. Was that a healthy situation? Do you think? Cause you guys ended up winning a championship. Uh, I think it was healthy because I mean, during that time, obviously D Wade wasn't playing the way he wanted to. And he, he knew that he wanted to help the team out. And so he had some physical ailments that he was battling too, that people may not have known about. You know, so it was just frustration boiling over. And obviously, Spo, he's a human. They're both human beings. They're both high emotional, you know, high testosterone, you know, so high competitive nature. So that that was healthy. And as you can see, the results after that led to our team playing better, D-Wade playing better, you know, Spo, you know, coaching better. So that was healthy because you saw the results come from it. Um, and, you know, D-Wade, he, he wants to play well for himself, but he also knows that playing well – for himself is healthy for our team <laughs> you know it's the big three for a reason he's one of them and so I believe that that was healthy and sometimes you know your family arguments happen in public in sports <laughs> you know but 
we all know each other in that locker room. We all know each other as men. So to us, our respect level never changed, you know, even though we may have been argumentative, you know, in the public. It didn't hurt that UD could step in too, right? Like, <laughs> Well, I mean, it, yeah, I mean, that always helps. But I mean, they're both professionals. I don't think it would have got out of control anyway. I mean, it's not the first time a star player and a coach have yelled at each other and said things to each other in the history of the game. Um, it won't be the last time, you know, but it is good to have other veteran teammates there that can, you know, kind of step in and, you know, move it along smoothly like UD does. And I think the thing that people don't realize is that Eric can get like that. Cause I, I don't think people know that, that the public persona is a little bit different. He curses a little bit more behind the scenes than he does publicly. Um, well, he, he does, he does what he does. Every coach, every legendary coach that I know, they have a personality. Mm-hmm. They have an identity. Each one is different than the other. Some are loud. Some are outspoken. Some are like radical crazy. Others, you know, are more intense. You know, Spoh's an intense guy. He's just, you know, he's just not a real, real loud guy. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to be loud to be intense. You don't have to be loud to be super competitive. And everyone knows Spoh is as competitive as anybody in this world. He's super ultra competitive and he's no pushover. And so, even though, you know, the outside world may not really know him, that's purposely, you know. Only people that really need to know him is us, you know, the players who are in the locker room and those who go to battle with him. And those who go to battle with him knows that, you know, he always wants to win. And when he needs to, you know, when he needs to say a few things, he's going to say it. He prefers to do it in, in, in private, but if he has to in public, you know he will. All right, I'm going to let Alex pivot to the <clears throat> basketball here. You got something for Norris? Yeah, well, I mean, other than the Deadman stuff, that was just – it was just wild because it was on a night where they only had nine players available and one of them was also Haslam, speaking of him. So just him doing that was – that was oh, a wild, wild part about it. I mean, I mean it was, Dennis Rodman never did nothing like that. UD never did nothing like that. That was wild. Do something <laughs> on the court like that. I think it was an wild. accident. I think he, like, smacked it and it ended up on the court is how I looked at it. I mean, I could be wrong. But anyways, just uh, basketball stuff. The, the, what I wanted to ask you about – right, with the Heat is, uh, well, there's a few things. The first thing is the past few seasons, they have been really good when it comes to three-point shooting. They were number one in three-point percentage last season. And it feels like almost every time we've had you on to talk about the Heat, you know, a lot of times during the playoffs last year, the issue was their three-point shooting going away. And it's kind of extended through this season. They're 25th in in the league in three-point percentage currently. And it's kind of been like that throughout the whole season. And, you know, you figure, and I think this is just kind of the organizational thinking is shooting is shooting. You know, it's the most variance when it comes to basketball. It could always, you know, it's always up and down, right? But it's been the whole season at this point. Duncan mm-hmm. Robinson is now out uh, for a couple of months. He was being phased out of the rotation just in general. Uh, Max Struess is kind of the, the one taking the most threes outside of Tyler Hero. And just in general, it feels like um, their offense – you know, it's not great when the threes are not falling. They've kind of adjusted a little bit this year. You know, we've seen some some more Bam, some more Tyler, and, and the growth that they've taken in the offense. They've, you know, made it a little bit more set they're eating, which is good. It's going to help them in the playoffs. But when their three-point shooting is not great, they're not a good enough offensive team. How do you feel about the way that their offense is built? And, you know, do you do you just let it let it happen, or do you just have to – is it something that's about roster construction? I mean, well, well, you said it for a second there. Shooting is the most inconsistent part of basketball, you know. 
And so sometimes you have to weather the storm. Um, you have to look at the type of threes that they're getting. I feel like this year, compared to last year, last year they were getting a lot of kick out wide open spot up threes, you know, break down the paint, kick out, swing, swing. This year it seems a little bit more, uh, you know, contested threes, um, which, you know, contested threes are a lot tougher than, as we know, catch and shoot threes. Um, and part of that's because, you know, Duncan hasn't, hasn't been in the lineup a lot. And some of that's because, you know, they've had a lot of injuries. You know, guys have been in and out of the lineup, so it's hard to get a rhythm, you know, when guys are in and out of the lineup. And I think as they get a more regular rotation and the same guys start to play every night, I believe that, you know, it will it will go up. I think their percentage will go up. Um, but right now they have to find different ways because this game is pretty simple. When you shoot it, when the ball go in, you look good. When you shoot it and it don't go in, you don't look good. And so they just have to continue, you know, to put the work in and and hopefully, you know, they're healthy enough to where guys can get into rhythm. All right. So let me follow on that with you real quick um, before Alex jumps back into the basketball, because I tweeted this out the other day. You're talking about, well, if the guys can play, they can get into a rhythm, right? Mm-hmm. But that seems to be the problem is that not enough of them are playing from night to night. Like I, I even I asked Jimmy last night and he's been one of the, you know, the guys who's been out the most. But I said, have you ever been through a season like this? And he said, nope. Uh, in terms of not knowing what his crew is going to be that evening. And I, I went back and looked 10 years ago, you guys, when you guys won 66, had the 27 game winning streak, you had seven guys led by you because you played 80, mm-hmm. play at least 70 games. And another guy played 69, which was Dwayne. And everybody complained about how little Dwayne played. And he played 69 games this season. I don't know if the Heat are going to have two guys play 69 games this season. Like I, I there's, there's only three that are on pace for 70. Two of those are Lowry and Bam. Bam's going to miss time now, and Lowry's probably going to be managed as the season goes on. Why is this happening? Because it's not just the Heat. I mean, what 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 has happened here that that guys don't play? Oh man, that I don't know, man. That that's a head scratcher to me as well. Um, to me, the more you play, the more rhythm you have, the better you play. But it seems like there's a philosophy now going on, you know, with uh, low management and things like that. You know, not playing seems to be you get better by not playing, which to me, I don't I don't really understand that. But that's a trend that's going on right now in the league. Um, I don't think the Heat go by that, though. I just think they actually been injured. I don't think that their players are not playing because of low management. I think guys are actually nicked up. Guys are hurt. And it's better for them to get healed at the right time rather than try to possibly play through an injury. And it lingered a whole season, you know, you know what I mean? So I think the Heat is in a different circumstance than the rest of the league. I think the rest of the league sometimes, you know, like I said, they do a lot of managing, low managing and having guys not play instead of guys who are available to play, making them play every night. I believe that that's better for the game. But that's just my opinion. Um, but the Heat, they're not in that situation. I think guys are legitimately hurt, guys are legitimately injured, and that's unfortunate. But – the best part is they got that out the way early in the season, hopefully. And as we get, you know, to the second half of the season, hopefully guys are are healthier and then they can get into a stride going into the playoffs. Okay, so I feel like, you know, speaking of that, right, this is not necessarily about that, but it's kind of connected because the question is about roster construction. So, like, mm-hmm. the offseason kind of tied up in the Kevin Durant stuff, the Donovan Mitchell stuff to – a lesser extent, 
And then after that stuff didn't work out for them, they didn't have the draft capital, whatever the case was, <laughs> like uh, it ends up coming back and, you know, everybody uses the phrase running it back, right? So they, they, they brought back Caleb, they brought back Dedman, they brought back Oladipo, and then they drafted Nikola Jovic, and that was their offseason. And uh, a lot of fans are really upset with that, especially because, you know, the, there's no natural, quote-unquote, pow, uh, power forward on the team. You know, you've had Caleb starting all year. And, you know, to be fair, he's done a great job. He's done a great job in that role and kind of playing above his head as far as size, position, that he don't really care too much about position. It's more about what you can do and can't do. But it's also he is their best point of attack defender in the starting lineup. So you might have Kyle defending the fours. And there's a lot going on with it, the team. It feels like everybody is trying to make up for the lack of size. They went from a pretty good rebounding team last year to a bottom 10 one so far this season. And, they're, you know, they're pretty good in defense rebounding. They're okay in defensive rebounding. And they're one of the worst offensive rebounding teams. It feels like Bam is always, you know, trying to tip it out to everybody. And you would think that they would be a good transition team as a result, but they're not really that good in transition either. So it feels like we, we thought they were going to be better in that aspect. We thought they were going to be a better three-point shooting team. And that's why the offense hasn't really been there. It feels like when they're not getting those steals, and, and that's the thing, they're, they're getting those steals a lot of times. That's kind of where they're making it up is by forcing turnovers. That's where they're generating their offense. Is that sustainable? And I also wanted to ask, like, what they're doing with Jimmy, I mean, excuse me, with Bam, with Tyler, where they're featuring them more and trying to get them, I think, more ready for the playoffs. Is that the way to go? Just, you know, it, do you think that – how do you feel about the way that they're going about it right now? Well, I mean, they finished first place last year, right, the best record in the East with the team that they had. So if they didn't get the specific free agent they wanted, it, it would make sense to bring the guys back. So I understand that logic. Yeah, that reason. Too. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, I don't know if they would have been able to pay what uh, Philly was willing to pay without compromising, you know, going over too much into the luxury tax. Yep. But, um, yeah, so I understand them bringing back the same kind of roster if they couldn't land the big free agent splash that they wanted. Is this sustainable how they're playing? It's not sustainable to win a championship. It may be sustainable to get into the playoffs. Sure, I think they can get into the playoffs and compete. But as far as sustaining to win a championship, I don't believe that this style of play will be able to. And I think they know that. But once again, I do believe that once guys are healthier and playing more consistent, they won't have to, you know, rely just on steals, you know, to, to compete defensively. They'll be able to be a better rebounding team They'll be able to defend the three ball better. They'll be able to, you know, string stops so that they can play in transition, which will open up, you know, threes, you know, uncontested threes in transition. So right now they're just making do with what they have. You know, <laughs> you can only play with what you have. You know, there's no, there's mm -hmm. no savior that's going to come, you know, so they have to play how they have to play until things get better, until guys are healthier. I want to pivot to that after the break here because I, I want to ask you about transactions and how they affect the team and how waiting for a transaction affects the team. Uh, before we do, tell people about Energy Cubes. Yeah, so uh, Energy Cubes is the um, it's the best <laughs> it's the best you know nutrient bars out there. I know we've heard of Gatorade bars, Nutrigrain bars, Nature Valley bars. Well, it's the best bar out there. You know, it's non GMO. 
soy free, you know, dairy free, uh, all natural product. You can look on e3energycube.com. You know, when you're working out, it's great for pre-workout, um, post-workout. You know, if you're trying to, you know, get fit, get in shape, it's a healthy snack. Um, lemon blueberry is my favorite. But um, yeah, it's, it's it's the best, it's the best bar out there when you're talking about energy, fiber, um, nutrients for post or pre-workout. So energycubes3.com, correct? E3energycubes.com. E3energycubes.com. All right, get that right. E3energycubes.com. I want to tell you about one more sponsor here as we go forward. And then a, a couple more questions here for Norris before we go. Water cleanup of Florida. If you got a water leak, you can't find where it's coming from. You're dealing with water or mold damage in your home or business. Call Michael Robert and the team over at Water Cleanup of Florida, 954 579 0356. That's 954 579 0356. 24 hours a day. Yeah, just wake Michael up. All right. He's been doing some work in Fort Myers, but he'll be back here on the East Coast and his team can handle everything for you. He's based in Boca, but also handles Dade and Broward counties as well. WCUFL.com. That's WCUFL.com and check out the 70 plus five star reviews on Google. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Uh, we're talking about transactions and making do with what you have. So let me ask you this. When players on a team know that the organization does not want to pay the luxury tax, do they talk about that? Does that affect them? Does that make them think, okay, we're not really going for a championship? Because big three teams paid tax. Mickey paid tax during that time, but then he amnestied Mike Miller after the 12-13 season in part to avoid tax. 
Do, do you, do players, is that even a subject of conversation among players? We're all in, we're not all in, the organization's committed, it's not committed. Individuals talk about it as a whole team. No, we don't talk about it. At least I don't, I haven't heard it, but yeah, individuals, I've heard individual players, you know, talking to maybe other individual players. Yeah, sure. They talk about it. Um, especially when you have players that are legendary players who are only in the game to win championships at this point. So yeah, I've heard the conversation, um, but there's a balance. Owners have a balance. They understand that in order to win, you got to go into the tax, but you know, once you see that that's not working, obviously the owners try to pull back and amnesty players sometime, or if they can find, you know, a player that's not as expensive, you know, of course they're going to try to make the business, the proper business move. But every championship team over the last decade or so has all been in the tax. Golden State lives in the luxury tax. I mean, <laughs> I mean they live they, deep I mean, in they, the luxury tax. They were a like... record. They were a record. <laughs> record high in a luxury tax obviously we were in the luxury tax as well and uh who else who else won a championship toronto might have been i don't know if they were or not but most teams are in the luxury tax when they win the championship so but you know it has to be worth it though you know like our team it was worth being in the luxury tax the golden state warriors is worth paying the luxury tax and so there's a fine line there. And players, like I said, individual players talk about it, but as a team, we never came together and was talking about it. Yeah, I, I, I don't mean like you had a group session on it, but I just want to know if it's the kind of thing that affects guys that, you know, because to me, if there's any doubt, right, that the organization is all in, then it would seem to affect the team in some way. Like, what are we playing for here, right? Like, are we serious? Only, like, max, players like, get, only max players get to talk about stuff like that. <laughs> 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 only the only the superstar dudes get to talk well, about. Well, I mean, Le, Le, LeBron could quarter Sam Abbott in, in, in a uh, in the hallway and then say, you know, you know what has to happen here with the Lakers, which he needs trading those future picks and giving him a chance. Um, I, I don't know that Jimmy's going to do something like that publicly, but I, I again, I just kind of wonder uh, if if this kind of talk, you know, seeps in a little bit with some guys. Like, what, okay, we talk about being serious, but are we serious? And, and to the same point is we're looking ahead to the trade deadline. And now, you know, we're very close to where Dwayne Dedman could be traded. Every, every contract on the heat is tradable. Hero is more difficult, but the others as of January 15th. And I'm just, I, I'm wondering, do these, do these dates resonate with players? The trade deadline's coming up. Contracts every, are yeah, vested. Every player is aware of the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. Every player. Every player that's eligible to be traded knows about the trade deadline. Now, how it affects players is different mature players or players who've been in the league in you know for a long period of time they understand you know so it's not it probably don't affect them as much but a young player who maybe has never gone through it before you know when they hear their names in trade talks or possibilities they might be a little more nerve-wracking so it all depends on the player but everybody knows about that trade deadline because when's it affects the first year that you, when's the first year you started hearing name? um i didn't hear anything until was that my fourth year after LeBron mm-hmm. left? Mm-hmm. Once once that era was over, that's when I that's the first time I had heard anything regarding you know possibly being traded. Um, and like I said, you know it, it does. You do think about it because you're not just thinking about where you're gonna play basketball. You're thinking about where you're gonna live at, where you possibly gonna live at. You know, if you have family, if you have kids, and things like that. You know, some people take their family everywhere they go. So you're talking about uprooting your family and things of that nature so yeah it's definitely something that you're aware of and that you think about Alex would you join
Yeah, so um, I, I feel like a lot of the questions I've asked so far have just kind of painted the, the season in a negative light for the Heat. And um, something I will say, though, even though they're only two games above 500, they're def- they don't seem like they're as good as last season's team, right, just from what we've seen so far. Bam Adebayo, like, has really developed and ha- has found the go-to shot, that short mid-range jumper. He has got into, I think, 16 field goal attempts a game after Pat challenged him to get to 15. He said, you know, Bam himself said he was going to get to 18. He's found a way to become consistently up there, right? And you talk uh-huh. about Tyler Hero, who is the starter and has done a great job as a starter. There was, you know, maybe some concerns about him not being able to fit with other guys on a consistent level, having to play more off ball. He's done a great job. Is taking more threes, and they're benefiting from it. He's kind of maturing as a playmaker, too. Now you've got Victor Oladipo, you know, comeback story of the year candidate right now, the way that he's looking, just playing phenomenal on two ends of the floor, even when the shot is not falling. Like, he's getting to the rim. He looks quick, and he's just looking like an all-NBA defender right now, the way that he is just ripping it from dudes on a night-to-night basis. So you have these really big positives that are going on in a season where everything is felt negative, especially from the fan base, right? And so... How important do you think those things are? Is that ultimately more important to their playoff success than where they rank in offensive rating and three-point shooting right now and how, how it's going midseason? Um, right now, I believe that their focus is like on a game-by-game, week-by-week basis. And, you know, not looking every night where are we at in the standings. I think they're looking at a game-by-game, week-by-week standings or um, looking at how they're playing as far as wins and losses. And then I believe that, you know, once you get to all-star break, get a chance to refresh, hopefully guys get healthy, and then make a run for whatever seating you are, try to get higher. And I think that's where they are right now at this point. Game by game, week by week, never skipping the process, never looking too far down the line. Um, Because, I mean, the outside noise is is the outside noise. Um, You can't really – you can't really – say anything about that you know the fans they obviously expect us to you know as players to win and they want their team to win and we as players we want to win as well but we're different than the fans because we understand the day-to-day process we're in it every day and so we can't look too far down the line like like the fans can we have to take it game by game week by week and then you know when we get a break like the all-star break or when we come back from a long road trip then we'll look at the standings take a peek and see where we are and go from there. All right. Make sure you check out the sponsors, Prize Picks. Use the code five energy cubes. Of course, check that out. Uh, Norris uh, is telling you the best bars. So trust him on that water cleanup of Florida as well. And C armstaffing.com. I think the one thing that is keeping some hope alive here is that the league is kind of a mess this year. Norris, like there's no dominant team. Milwaukee had a good run. They've slipped back. Boston had a historic offense the first month. They came back a little bit to the pack. I mean, the Nets got rolling and now Durant's hurt. The Western Conference, the Pacific Division, had three title contenders, the Clippers, Phoenix, and Golden State. All those teams are 500 right now. Um, mm-hmm. And even the Pelicans got a run and then Zion gets hurt. So I, it feels like this is as wide open as it's been, which is going to make the trade deadline kind of interesting. Do you even have a title favorite right now? I do not have a title favorite right now. It's, it's wide open right now. And it's hard to tell because, like you said, there's injuries. You know, if everyone was healthy, I, you know, I believe I know who I would favor, but there's so many injuries going on right now. 
It's a lot of parity in the league, which is good. That way, you know, you, it makes you want to watch the games because you never know who's going to win. It's kind of tough when you already know who's going to win. So I think for that, it's good for fans to be able to watch because you never know who's going to win. But I don't have a favorite yet. Not right now. I don't. All right. So if everybody was healthy, who would the favorite have been? For me, I would be saying um, Milwaukee and probably Memphis. Mm-hmm. Milwaukee and Memphis would be my favorite. Um, from what I've seen, I believe those two teams, they have shooting, they have defense, they have superstar talent, they have supporting cast, they have grit and toughness. They can play ugly and they can play out and wide open. So, And they all have size too. You know, they can match up with any team. They can go small. They can go big. So for me, I would believe those two teams would be my favorite, you know. Well, we'll see if the Heat can make a move and maybe get back uh, in the mix here. Norris, we appreciate it. All right, so Grand Rapids, so what's next after that? Grand Rapids Global was next. Hopefully get a call up. Hopefully get a 10-day or get called up and get signed. Yeah, I was, I was, I was asking you about that. So, if, if you started to hear sure. from teams and all, we have, we haven't talked to you since the USA experience this summer, actually. So, yeah, it's been a while. Well, you know, uh, those things kind of happen like quickly. Um, mm-hmm. You know, those ten days and things like that. So, you know, I'm just staying ready. Um, you know, doing what I do, playing my role, and you know, hopefully, team sees value in that and uh, and brings me in. That's why. That's why I stayed. That's why I stayed and played here in the G League this year, just so I can have the possibility, the chance to get caught up. So, you know, hopefully that's that's something that can happen. Well, the Heat have a roster spot, but they've also got a luxury tax concern. You'd push them way over. So I don't know. I, maybe maybe if they just hey, pay you an energy hey, cube, it's, it's worth it. You know, it's, it's worth it. It's good money. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Norris. Thanks. It's worth it. <laughs> no, I, well, I know they would welcome you back. Trust me, that would be that would be celebrated, no <laughs> doubt. At this point, there's a bunch of you guys. I think they'd like to welcome back. I, here's the thing about you: they know you'd play every game. There's no question about that. Like you, you didn't miss a whole bunch of games when you were here in Miami. Like we, we know Absolutely. that. So. Absolutely, always ready to play. Availability is a talent. All right, thanks, Norris. We we appreciate it. Thanks to Alex. Uh, we'll be back with post game coverage in Milwaukee and the heat on the YouTube channel and on the post uh, and on the podcast channels as well. Have a good one. All right. Thank you for listening to the five on the floor on the five regional sports network.